Joshua Walsh walks in, goes to the There you go. Canada wins gold. There's the call. It happened in overtime, a 3-2 victory. So our national identity is intact. Maureen Holloway joins us. She is one of the hosts of Women of Ill Repute, the podcast, and our guest every Friday morning. Nice to have you, Maureen. Hi. Happy New Year. Were you watching the game? Yeah, I watched uh, the last two games. I watched the Canada-U.S. game by myself all the way through. Which John, my husband, said, you've never done that. <laughs> um, but it was it was exciting. And last night's game was really exciting. Well, I and mean, it, it ended was on the precipice. Yeah. the perfect way. We won. <laughs> yeah, it was funny talking with Deb Hutton on the morning brief at 620 because she was remarking about how young these people are. Yeah, and yeah. I always have the same impression, actually, if I go to a university to do a segment or a presentation or whatever, and I look around and I always think, you're like unbaked bread. You're not, you're, you're <laughs> not even finished. <laughs> They're cream-faced, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but these guys really are. I mean, they're they're seventeen. Um, Connor Bedard was born in two thousand and five. Uh, my my son, who's twenty nine, said he felt old watching them, and yeah. he was. You know, he's another generation. So I mean, that we say that every year. Look how young they are. And the other thing too is watching the teams that lose cry. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, I mean, you just don't see that in the NHL. There's no crying in hockey. <laughs> um, but there is in the World Juniors, which is, uh, I find, quite endearing. So a lot of people give up booze for January. It's called a dry January. You're doing yeah. the damp January. <laughs> I was calling it moist January, but oh. we got none of us like that word. No. Uh, no. You know, it's funny. I uh, I completely support any any uh, efforts towards mindfulness. And oh, I've been I've been writing a piece on drinking, and it's really caused me to do a lot of soul searching. And you know, alcohol plays a large part in so many people's lives. And I'm not judgmental. What's the joke? I hate judgmental people and the Dutch, uh, but <laughs> that's a joke. I love the Dutch, um, but I've just been, you know, the, the holidays just escalate and your blue box overflows. Well, maybe not yours, but mine does. Oh, no, oh, no. We, and, we actually, I sometimes I want to take the bottles down to another person's bin. <laughs> I've been known to switch mine out with the neighbors, but anyway. Um, so it's just it, it's just a reset, I think. And so damp January for me is just not drinking during the week. And I think a lot of people are like, so. But, you know, if you're used to having a glass or a bottle of wine at dinner with your partner and then just cutting it out entirely, it's, it's a jolt. Um, but rather than deprive... Uh, myself uh, entirely. I did this last year. Um, you know, you drink moderately on weekends and you try to slide that into February and March. It's just a reset. And uh, for me, it's so I'm, this is day five and I can't wait to have a glass of wine yeah. tonight. <laughs> That's the thing, you're allowed to have it tonight. So basically, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday you're allowed to drink? Well, you know, it really should be only two days, yeah. but, um, you know, and, and and the thing about being mindful is that, like, I'm, I'll probably have a glass of wine tonight, and I'll enjoy it way more than I did last week because it's a treat. Uh, but then again, I might not, you know? And isn't that, I mean, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, that's their, their motto is one day at a time. Uh, but really, it's just a reset. 
um, just a way to, to sort of uh, remind myself that that it was getting away from me. So we'll see where we go. Um, you know, we're, we're going on vacation in February, so I, I doubt very much that damp January will become damp February, but we'll see. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to have to sit there and drink all by myself. <laughs> I'm sure that won't happen, John. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I haven't even read this coverage yet, but uh, an interesting article apparently about why coffee and cigarettes go together. Yeah. Well, why? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but you read the article. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. That's the thing. Joe said, uh, you guys got to talk about this. But in the great file that I had this morning to go through, I didn't get to that. If you well, didn't either, then we can uh, Well, I do like chocolate and wine go together really well. True. I used to, yeah, I used to not be able to have a cup of coffee without a cigarette back when I smoked. There was something that's just, just delicious about the combination. Now it kind of makes me what a wretch but yeah i guess some things were meant to go together like wine and cheese yeah and wine and chocolate and wine and cigarettes <laughs> i yep. think we're seeing a pattern here i was never a but constant you- smoker but i did like when i was working on a on a play or something like that i would smoke and now, oh yeah everybody smoked oh man second if i walk out of the building and i go through a cloud of smoke i it, it makes me nauseous yeah yeah well like i'm i'm still an occasional very occasional small smoke when somebody else, I'll smoke other people's cigarettes uh, with a glass of wine when the weather's nice uh, and nobody and my children aren't around, although they've started smoking, my youngest one, uh, not regularly. But, you know, some addictions are more tolerable than others, like for pot over crack, for example. <laughs> um, and I know a number of people who are addicted to Diet Coke. Um, sugar is a huge, is really at the bottom of a lot of addictions. Cigarettes are really frowned upon, but there was a time when absolutely everyone smoked everywhere all the time. Oh yeah. No, I remember. I mean, it was, you know, Audrey Hepburn, it was the hallmark of class at one time. And now it's it's, with a holder. Yeah. And and now of course people look askance at any form of smoking. Well, it's, you know, the one addiction or rather not the addiction, but the, not the problem itself, but the treatment I never understood was sex addiction, where you get a bunch of people who are addicted to sex and put them in group therapy. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) It's a great place to hook up. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Again, there's a feature, a think piece about uh, the new trend of loneliness. And I I come back to this actually as an abiding theme on the show from time to time, because I I think it's the kind of thing that people don't reflect on very much. And then you look around in your life, and especially during the time of COVID, and appreciate that you can go a whole day without seeing anybody else aside from your partner. Yeah, I know. Well, also making friends as an adult is really difficult. Uh, After school, um, whether you go uh, all the way through university, I mean, you really only have a few opportunities to make friends at work or through your kids at school. Uh, but unless you're a joiner of clubs and sports, you're not likely to have the opportunity. Uh, and even meeting friends through friends, someone has to make the overture to get together separately. And that's fraught. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it's worth revisiting that uh, I introduced you to Wendy Mesley. Now the two of you have a <laughs> podcast together. I still remember the first time that you guys got together and I wasn't there. And I thought, what the hell is going on here? I know. And this happens a lot. Uh, not with, with us, but with other people, because it's sort of, what do you mean you got together without me? I thought we were a gang. Uh, and I got to tell you, I felt a little awkward. Um, I don't know what it was. I think we ended up getting together for dinner uh, with Wendy and her husband. And yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) 
you'll have to go, you'll have to go make well how do you the thing is you know you need an excuse to hang out with adult friends a dinner party or a vacation you just don't go to each other's basements and hang out the way we did as kids so you know you just don't have the opportunity to make friends as you get older um so i can't help you there john i think uh if I could, I would. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's interesting. You're right. <laughs> Making friends in your adult years is more like dating. And there's a bit, yeah. it's almost like there's something kinky about it. If you decide, oh, I'm enjoying hanging out with this person. It's like, you know, maybe we should see each other more often. It's like, why? I know. what are you looking for? It's awkward. And you don't, and again, you need to have, and I've th- thought of this quite a bit, you need to have adventures with with your, your friends or your potential friends. It can't just be, oh, we must get together for dinner or we must have lunch. You actually have to go and do something so that you can have some shared experiences to talk about and laugh at. And 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 that's not easy to do. And so, I mean, if that's if that's the case, then then yeah, clubs and and uh, you know um, sports. If you're if you're sporty, that's one way of doing it. But just yeah, you gotta have to you have to find an excuse to get together with somebody you like, and and you have to swallow your pride and uh, and 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 ask. And you're right; it's just like dating. Now I'm like in a lather just thinking about it. Okay, well, it's it's a rich topic. Um, what have you got on uh, women of ill repute? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because it's very exciting we decided I think I may have mentioned when we talked two weeks ago that we've decided to 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 have some men on the show because why would we limit ourselves to to just half the population so uh so our first man and that's the name of the 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 episode next week is uh Rick Mercer who sends his regards and uh we uh, we had a chat with him this week and he god he's he's such a lovely man as well as being biting and acerbic and angry but deeply kind and of course hilariously funny so uh so rick mercer is our first man on women of ill repute looking forward to hearing it thanks mo have a good weekend you too. Maureen Holloway and the podcast is Women of Ill Repute, a new episode every week, although they think they took a bit of a leave for Christmas, but they're uh, back at it, along with Wendy Mesley.